Hi, and welcome to the Hope Centre podcast. We really hope you are encouraged to listening to this message today. If you would like to know more about the Hope Centre, please feel free to visit us on www.hopecentre.ie or drop us an email at info at hopecentre.ie. Our world's messed up. Who knows that? Yeah? The world we live in is messed up. And last week I was talking about it was a new year, and there is a new year, and it still is, and it's a new day. And, and there's lots, and I want to bring out a promise of God for us for the future. But, but I want us to have a, a look at where we're at. And just, just as, a, as, a, um, as a world, as a group of human beings, there's seven billion people on the planet. And, and this is the world that we're living in right now. And here's just some stuff about that world. Give us a couple of them slides, Greg. The wealth imbalance in the world means that some people are making a lot of money at the expense of others. They're now saying that like something like 80 or 90% of the wealth of the world is owned by about 10% of the people. And there's 1% of the people who own a massive amount of the wealth. A massive. The richest country in the world is Luxembourg. The average, they, they call it the GDP per person, the wealth per person in that country in 2017 was $101,000 each. $101,000. That's $100,000 each. Okay? In Malawi, it was $300 each. In Ireland, it was $67,000 or $62,000 each. Now, I'm thinking, I live in Ireland, and I didn't have $62,000 last year. But on average, we are number seven in the world for wealth. Number seven. And look at the country we're in. Famine is still killing millions of people. Millions of people. There are something like 1.3 billion people dying of starvation in the world. And there are 1.3 billion people in the West struggling with obesity. There's something wrong with that. I'm one of the 1.3 in the West. Okay. But there's something wrong with that. Homelessness. There's a hundred million people homeless in the world. Some of them live in Dublin, but not all of them. There are a hundred million dead in the world. Diseases are still wiping out millions of people. Um, just flick, just 13.5 million deaths. If you just flick past that, you probably can't see that, but let me just read some of them to you. Respiratory infections are still killing four million people a year. That's like flus, chest infections, bronchitis, the stuff that we just take antibiotics for. HIV and AIDS is killing 3 million, but they're saying that there's up to 34 million being infected. Malaria is killing a million, with between three and 500 million people still being infected every year. Diarrhea, 2.2 million. I get diarrhea and it's a nuisance. 
Very, very rarely I've heard of somebody dying of it. But 2.2 million people a year are still dying of it. Tuberculosis, 2 million. Measles, 500,000. Whooping cough, 200 to 300,000. Tetanus, 214,000. Meningitis, syphilis, hundreds of thousands of people. Millions still being infected. All across the world. Most of those are preventable diseases. If not all. And we go back to the wealth imbalance. Next one. Somewhere near a half a million people every single year are killed in war. And have been since the Second World War. Nearly every year. Hundreds of thousands of people being killed. And then the last one I have is slavery. It was abolished officially in the West 150 years ago, yet there are 43 million people today in slavery in our world. It's kind of messed up, isn't it? It's enough to make you depressed, isn't it? Hey, I, I wasn't feeling very encouraged when I was getting all that information. Huh? No, because it's not going to stay a mess. It's not going to stay a mess. So I want to read something. In the book of Revelation, in chapter 21, it says this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. That's good news. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down. Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I'll give to drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. And then it goes on and it talks about the way the New Jerusalem looks and the streets are made of gold and, and all that stuff. And I just want to get to the end because it says, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. And the lamb, the lamb is its lamp. And the nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for will there be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter into it. Nor anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. It's a mess, but it's not going to stay that way. And there's a book. It's called the Lamb's book of life. And if you give your heart to Jesus, your name is wrote in that book. If you haven't given your heart to Jesus, your name is not wrote in that book. If you haven't done it yet, do it today so your name gets in the book. Yeah, it's a good idea. I was thinking about this new heaven and new earth, and like, I love the fact that whatever vision John got, John wrote this book at a time when they were being persecuted. He was out there being put on an island, um, away from people. 
Christians were not the most popular people in the world. A bit like now, we're still not the most popular people in the world. Because a lot of the stuff that we say goes against what popular world trend says. What we think is right, most people think is wrong. What we think is wrong, most people think is right. What God says is right, most people think is wrong. And vice versa. But this promise that he got, and this vision he got of this new earth and this new new heaven, and this place where God was going to be, what I love is he wasn't able to say, it's amazing, it's brilliant, it's colorful, it's beautiful, it's peaceful. He told me all the things that aren't going to be there. There's no more sickness. There's no more death. Just for a start, forget the death bit. Who's been sick since Christmas or over Christmas? Be nice if we kind of had a place with no more sickness, wouldn't it? There's no more death. There's no more mourning. There's no more crying. There's no more tears. There's no more pain. Like, that's an amazing promise. And all of that stuff I talked about, all the, the problems our world has, they're real. But they're just the kind of big global problems. What about the problems you've got? And, and I don't know what they are. I know some of you that are struggling financially. Some who are struggling in relationships. Some who are struggling with their health. I know what struggles we have. I know what battles we have to fight. I know the stuff that's coming against us and trying to wreck us. Some of it physical, some of it emotional, some of it spiritual, some of it financial, some all kinds of stuff. But I have this promise that when I get to the other side, I'm not going to have to have any of that anymore. And somewhere in our world and in our life and in my life, I need to keep an eye on the fact that this life is temporary. It's not forever. It's going to end. And I was thinking this morning, um, and, and we, we do slag, myself and Anne and Emma and Paul went on a cruise a couple of years ago. They were going to move into our house and live with us for two years, and we thought we'll just go on a holiday together so that we'll at least be friends when we start this. And then we see what happens after two years. We were still friends at the end. So that was a miracle. Grace of God. But, but here's the point. We were on this boat and your man had this phrase. He says, we don't end the party. We move the party. Okay. So you'd be in one bar or in the restaurant or something. You go, right, it's finished here, but we're moving to there. Right? And I was thinking that phrase came into my head. We don't end life. We move life. My life is not going to end ever. My life is going to move from this planet to wherever God has me next. Now, whether it's a new heaven or a new earth or whatever, I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't really care. Once God is there, I'll be happy out. I'll figure it out. Like, I like where I'm at. I don't want to move now. I'm very happy in life. And I'm going to be very happy when I get there. The transition bit, I'm slightly... would like a plan, but I haven't got one, but I'd like to be able to put my name on the plan. But the reality of it is that we have this promise... But you know what? That life that we can have over there, we can have now. Or at least we can have a taste of it now. I can't have a life where there's definitely no more sickness. But you know what? I have a God who heals. I have a Jesus who entered the cross who says, by my stripes you are healed. By Jesus' stripes Sam is healed.
I have a God. I can't stop dying. But I have a God who promises me that I'm not going to die. This body is going to die, but that's okay. It's falling apart anyway. It's about time it was clapped up and, and rolled up and got a new one. But I have a promise of a new one. I'm going to be Jay's height. Built well. Handsome. Rugged. With hair. Yeah. Hopefully anyway. And if I'm not, I'm not. I'd be happy out anyway. But we're going to get a new body. But the, but the person that's you is still going to be in that body. So you're not dying. So we don't have to be afraid of death because we're moving the party. We're just moving it from here to wherever we're going to. I think we probably still have a job up there. But I'm reckoning it'll be a job you like and it won't be on minimum wage. We have all these promises. It's like, and I, and I can't tell you, this is not, I'm not saying this is a doctrine or theology, I'm just saying my, my imagination of this is we get the Garden of Eden back. We get a world the way God meant it to be. We get unlimited access to God. Because the new Jerusalem is going to be open. It's never going to be shut. The gates are never going to be closed. So that means day and night there is access into God. And here's the thing, we can have that now. We don't have to go, oh, I just need to get into a special place and be in a special way and be super holy before I can have a a chat with God. Jesus came so we could have a relationship with God that was 24-7. Sometimes you get these special moments where you get, I don't know, you get the goosebump moments or you get whatever you want to call it and you just get this... um, this belt of God, maybe it's during a worship time, maybe it's during a, a, a prayer time, maybe it's when you're just sitting on your own and you, and you have this moment with God. But we can extend them if we're willing to just put a bit of effort into having them. We had the Alpha Day yesterday, and I have to say we had the most amazing experience of God's presence in a room with just ten of us. A phenomenal experience of God's presence. But you know, I have had that same presence walking down the street. I've had that same experience sitting in my car. I've had that same experience lying in bed, in the shower, in all kinds of weird and wonderful places. Because God's everywhere. I don't need to kind of make an appointment to go and see him. I just need to turn around and go, God, and he's there. So I have this promise that when I get to the new heaven and the new earth, I have unlimited access to God. But you know what? I have that promise now. And I have to wait till I die. I don't have to wait till I get to heaven and get, get to the new earth or the new Jerusalem, whatever it's going to look like. It has to be a nice gaff. They don't, they don't use tar, they use gold for the streets. But we can have that now. 2018 can be a year where you're filled with his presence. Where you're filled with his promises. We don't die, we move. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be stressed out to ribbons. We don't have to be anxious. We're not supposed to be. God didn't create us to be stress carriers and crippled with anxiety and broken down with worries. 
He created us to live in communion with him, which is supposed to give us peace beyond understanding. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to have problems. And you're not going to have things coming at you. And you're not going to have people wrecking your head and attacking you. And you're not going to have whatever. Maybe not as much food as you'd like or not as much money as you think you need or whatever. But in the middle of all of that stuff, you can have peace. We have literally been in places where we had no money, where we had no food, where we had no home. But we had peace. Because we had God. And before I ever met God, we were in places where we had loads of money. And we had loads of food and loads of drink and loads of anything that we wanted, but we had very little peace. I'd swap all of that stuff for peace any day of the week. Any day of the week. Because there's none of it can give you peace. Our security is supposed to be in God and supposed to be in the promises that he gives us. And he paid a price so we could have it. And I want to just go back to the same point again because I want to finish with this. There is never, ever any reason for you not to be connected to God. None. There is no reason to be separated from him, except that we choose to be. There's a church down in near Ratmines, Grosvenor Road, and they used to have a sign outside the door. They have a big sign in the car park, and they changed it now and again, and they had this sign, and they said, if you're not as close to God as you used to be, guess who moved? God doesn't change. He doesn't turn up one day and not turn up the next day. He doesn't go, I love you one day, but I'm a bit pissed off with you today. I don't really like you anymore. He doesn't do that. That's what we do. That's what people do. But he doesn't do that to us. He doesn't say, I'm going to let you in on things today, but tomorrow I'm not going to tell you anything. He doesn't say, you're my favorite today, but I don't really like you tomorrow. Because I'm not behaving the way that you want to. Even when I have behaved at my worst, God has still loved me. He still accepted me. And any time I ever just turned around and said, God, he was there. Wait. But I have loads of times gone, don't want to hear, don't want to know. So for 2018, and for the rest of your life, Not just for the next 11 and a half months, but for the rest of whatever time God gives you on this planet. You can have those promises if you want them. You can live in his presence. Connected at the hip, whatever word you want to use for it. Never separated. You can live in his peace. Because he's promised he will give us peace that passes all understanding. You can live in his healing. Maybe he doesn't heal us physically of everything. For whatever reason. I've seen some people heal the most amazing things and other people not. And, and I don't know why. He's God. He can make them choices. 
for he heals. You don't have to live a life with all of the stuff that this world throws at you, dragging you down and wrecking you. You have within you the spirit of the living God. You have available to you the power that created the universe. Available to you to live your life. You also have the switch as to whether you turn that on or off. Like any light, the power is available to it, but if we switch it, it's either on or off. There's still electricity going to that. The power of God is still available to me and to you. But unless I go and turn on the switch, the light doesn't shine. Unless I turn to God, I don't get the peace. Because I fill my head with the worries and I fill my head with the problems. Instead of filling my head with the promises of what God said, he'd take care of me. I fill my head with what I want rather than going to find out what God says is good for me. Because a lot of times, I can tell you for nothing, a lot of times the stuff I have wanted wasn't what was good for me. And a lot of times if I'd have got what I wanted, I would have ended up in an awful mess. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for a husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. And they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eye. And there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. And I didn't see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city didn't need the sun or the moon for the glory of God gave it light. And the Lamb is its lamp. On no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there. And no day will its gates ever be shut. God does not close the door to you. Ever. He's long-suffering. He's faithful. He's committed. Even when we aren't. He's committed. So we're going to watch the second part of that film that we watched earlier. It's only another minute and a half long. And then I'm just going to pray. Amen. Love is the most powerful force in the world. And Jesus is love. And his spirit is love. And that is available to each and every one of us. So whatever you're facing going into 2018, whatever you're facing today when you leave here, I want you to know that the love of Christ is in you and it's available to you. I want you to know that the spirit of the living God and the power that created this universe is available to you. 
if you turn to it. That his relentless love is chasing you down. And that he wants to make the difference in your life. And in your future. So while that song is playing, and, and um, I'm just going to ask you to close your eyes for a second. And just respect the people around you. And if you have something that you need God to do in 2018 for you. If you need change in your life right now. If you need to know that these promises are even real and that they're for you, then I want you to just slip your hand up in the air for two seconds and take it back down again. Okay, yeah, 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 got it, okay. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to believe that God, who does all of this stuff, can make your world better can make those situations manageable or can give you the grace in the middle of it to manage you. Father, I thank you for your presence in this place. I thank you for your presence in our lives. I thank you for your love for us, that you care enough about us that you would even generate this service. That you make this space available for your spirit to connect to us as people in a corporate setting. So Lord, today... I pray that the reality of the promises that you have made to us would just hit us like a ton of bricks. I pray for every single person in this room that no matter what they're facing ahead of them or what they're facing today, that they would know that absolute overwhelming, reckless love that you have for us. And that you will change any circumstance any circumstance, Lord, to bring us closer to you. And Father, I pray that people who are facing hard situations right now, that you would either change the situation or change the person. Lord, that you would either change whatever we're facing or you would change us in the midst of that situation so that we are more like Jesus. Give us the grace and the strength and the encouragement and anything else that we need to become the people you have created us and called us to be. That we would step into the plans that you have for us. And Lord, I pray above all that as we leave this place that we will carry that assurance and that know that that guarantee is for us. That we will move to a better place. That our lives are eternal and that they are safe in your hands. And that you have a plan for us. And that plan is to prosper us and not to harm us. To give us a hope and to give us a future. And may the love of God guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. May his peace flood your hearts and flood your heads. And may you know his presence in every single day of the rest of your life. And in every moment of today and every day this week. May his favor rest on you. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great week. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We really hope that you are encouraged and inspired to go and live a life full of adventure and excitement and destiny. One that you were created to live from the very beginning of time. Thank you.